welcome back to the latest edition of Kansas City's Northeast Newscast. I'm your host, Abby Cambiano, and this week I visited with Major Greg Volker at KCPD's East Patrol. We discussed community policing, the new captain, his hope for the future of the Northeast and East Patrol District as a whole, and Vince Ortega, who has recently been selected as Jackson County Combat's new director. Volker, who has now been at East Patrol for five months, is proud of the work they are doing to reduce crime in the neighborhood. Okay, so you kind of just wanted me to come here today and talk about community involvement, community policing, and how that's improving. So I've been assigned here for five months at East Patrol Division. Prior to my arrival here, the Nova Group, our uh, No Violence Alliance, worked a project in the Northeast area um, because there was a huge influx of of violent crime, a huge influx of property crimes, a lot of calls for service that had kind of gone out of control in the Northeast area. So that project worked from roughly January through June. What we've noticed since June is a continued reduction in violent crime, and we don't have a huge emphasis of a project, so to speak, in the Northeast area, because part of of what we did was we partnered with the community. And what I, what I wouldn't want to get out, I guess, for to the Scarlet Renaissance, to Indian Mound, to Lycans, to um, Sheffield, the other community groups in the area, that with good partnerships in the community, we actually can maintain crime and actually begin to reduce crime, working with it. Uh, citizen involvement, um, photographs being submitted to, to officers regarding criminal activity, identification of known suspects, good active witnesses that's what we're seeing now and not that we didn't see it before but we see it now more in a uh, measurable amount that actually reducing crime so we're beginning to do some uh, some interesting things in the area because we're still we never left Um, we're still there and it's a huge emphasis uh, especially uh, in Pence Avenue and partnerships with uh, Pendleton Heights that crosses over on from Prospect because we don't uh, uh, individuals who walk down streets don't really have boundaries, but law enforcement has. We have boundaries where everybody works at. But we've kind of uh, stopped that boundary issue of working with our counterparts at Center Patrol uh, to ensure that we're not just pushing criminals one way or the other. We're trying to stop criminal activity from, from happening within a specific area. So when I was talking to Ryan Mills the other day, he mentioned community policing and how policing in Kansas City has evolved over the years to um, more community involvement rather than just making arrests. Right. Um, do you see that all over the city or mostly just in this patrol or in the Northeast? Oh, no. It's, 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 uh, community policing is it's not, it's not a, a philosophy. It is a measure that we do within all of Kansas City. Uh, some areas of the city, it's more successful than others. Uh, community policing is, is the community and the police working together to, to solve problems. But not just that, it's um, where police officers are trusted to hear what's being told to them and then act on what's being told to them. That's the, the real power of community policing is that trust is built, developed between community and police. Where the Northeast area, it's, it's huge. We are working on that same idea, same philosophy now within other areas of East Patrol to build that trust up between the community and the police. Great. So you'd say it's more proactive? It's more proactive, and it's not just... Proactive, it's a react. It's a is a follow up response. It's not 
Um, we're trying to be there before the crime happens, but we're there after the crime happens to make sure that the crime doesn't occur again. Um, good support for, for the community. It's a, it's a 24 hour a day operation. And it's not just piecemeal and part time, it's all the time. Sure. Um, so is there any resource where I could get stats to see the downward trend? Um, I wish I could give you some stats right now. When I, when I made the call to Mike, I, I would email to Mike, and then I didn't have stats available. I know at, at, uh, in June, for instance, uh, we were 44% down in crime, and I know crime has not gone up anymore since that point in time. So right. I know that that figure came out. There was, we were, crime had gone down 44%. Mm -hmm. um, in the northeast area, and I know it has not gone back up again there. Um, I guess looking, I don't have the actual stats. I probably need to get those to you. Well, I saw on the, I guess, city website, they right. have the citywide stats, right. but they're two months behind. Right, they are two months behind. So that's fine. Okay. Um, but how do you, I know it's worse in the summer usually. How do you right. prevent that from just going back up again next summer? Well, we have some interesting... I guess, inventive partnerships that we worked with. One of them is a, a great partnership through the Northeast Violence Alliance, um, uh, violence reduction through combat, and we're partnering with Maddie Rhodes on uh, some violence reduction, especially involving youth. And some of the largest problems we had in the Northeast was individuals between the ages of 14 and 20 who were committing the most amount of crime. So we're, our, our school resource officers at Northeast are a huge partner in this, and we're getting with, from the schools to the parents and actually asking the parents to become involved in their children's lives. Um, you know, it, saying it's not okay for a child at the age of 14 to be out at one o'clock in the morning creating havoc without parental supervision. So that's the, the changeover that's really occurred with this um, reduction of crime in, in the Northeast. And so how has the addition of a social worker at this patrol helped? This is where, where we've uh, committed a huge advantage. Um, there are a lot of techniques within uh, law enforcement we use, but mostly what law enforcement is there is to enforce the law. But there are individuals out there that need to have some services and support, and that's where the social worker comes into play. So the social worker um, receives uh, referrals from our officers in locations and areas, and there's actually been a couple times where the officers in the Northeast have uh, been at a scene, a situation, and they have made the immediate call for uh, the social worker to come to the scene. Uh, individuals who um, don't have food, uh, don't have, are going to be evicted from their property, don't have places to go. And sometimes individuals in this manner, they resort to crime. And so if we give them the opportunities that they don't have to commit crime, that they can be fed, the children can be fed, that they have a place to go to, and it reduces the, the, the need to commit crime. And that's where the social workers really come into play. And so would you like to see a social worker here long time, or long term? Yes. Uh, if we could actually have a social worker here full-time, uh, not just a, a part-time basis, but a full-time basis. I think the program is being run perfectly. I know Chief Smith has been a huge proponent behind it when he first started it at Center Patrol, um, and we have embraced that here. The Trina Miller is our social worker at East Patrol. She's a tremendous lady, a hard-working lady um, that gives more than uh, more time than, uh, than she, she's, you know, she, she needs to, but she does. She does give, sure. give a lot of time. Um, so there's a downward trend in both nonviolent and violent crimes? Yes. Okay. Uh, there's, in, in the Northeast area, there's a, there's a downward trend in, in violent crimes, also in property crimes as well, um, calls for service, and then nuisance issues. But a lot of this, 
like I said, it's not the police that are doing this. It's the community that's doing this with the police. It's the community calling us when we need to be called. It's when a, uh, rather than ignoring a, a shots fired individual who's shooting guns, not at somebody, but celebratory gunfire. Uh, the community is not, is, is not ignoring that anymore. They're responding with calls for service. So uh, the, the CID project there along the Northeast is huge. Uh, partnership with the Northeast Chamber of Commerce on ways to improve the neighborhood, continuously improve the neighborhood. And these uh, conversations happen daily, some, you know, weekly and daily sometimes. Great. Um, so what are your kind of hopes for the new captain and how he gets involved in the community? So um, Captain Gideon Cody is the, the new captain here at, uh, for the day watch here at uh, East Patrol Division. He is an experienced individual. He worked East Patrol as an officer. So that gives him a distinct advantage that he understands the, the temper, uh, the timber, I guess you could say, the, uh, of East Patrol. It's a very fast-paced division, a lot of calls for service, 46 square miles, uh, population roughly 81,000 people uh, to service and support, and major highways involved in that as well. Um, Captain Cody is going to be great at, at raising morale because he understands law enforcement from a patrol perspective. His experience is all within patrol. And that's a distinct advantage for me as well, because he understands patrol operations. And he was up north before, correct? He was. He was okay. a, a captain up north. He's also been a captain at Metro Patrol Division as well. He worked as a commander in our, our crime lab as well. So he has a good understanding of investigations and how patrol can support to in increase uh, solve rates on, on crimes, for instance. Great. Um, so I know you mentioned a couple community groups specifically, but is it mostly just for the neighborhood associations at least. I know there's some problems that they would like to solve on their own. At one at what point would you like the police to be called in? The police the police are always available. We do bring with us the, the problem that we enforce law. And not all you know, you know, a lot of the community issues that are out there are not really a law enforcement issue. We don't have to enforce the law in there. But a lot of it has to do with uh, conflict resolution. Uh, issues between residents and neighborhoods. And of course you have abandoned property as well. And abandoned property, um, you know, if it's not if it's not taken care of, not boarded up, it become can become a den of iniquity uh, where individuals who uh, maybe not care about their neighbor may go and go in these locations. And so this is where the community has an issue and they're working on it. And then, then something needs to become a law enforcement problem. So we are always there. We have over 30 community groups within East Patrol. And we're always available and always there to help out. Um, when they have the community meetings, when they call us to ask for help, we're always there for them. So I, I did that, did talk a little bit about the Northeast, but the ideas of with, with which we use in the Northeast were, were moving into the rest of the East Patrol Division and not just staying in one area, maintaining Northeast. But I'm very proud of what the community has done. Uh, the, the neighborhood uh, along St. John, the neighborhoods along Independence Avenue, um, and all in between there have really partnered with the law enforcement. I'm very proud of what they've done. It's been, been a great success to see. Good. Yeah, we always like to see improvements in the neighborhood. Um, all right, just making sure I have everything covered. So after the high emphasis saturation that you mentioned, um, is that happening all over the city or just problem areas? Well, I do have an impact squad. Uh, assigned to e patrol and, and was lucky enough to get get that assigned to me at the end of, end of July. And so they work problem areas. But the real focus of e patrol, what I focus here, is is my patrol officers. 
Um, I have 142 officers assigned here right now, and I cover all three watches, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And so I do have an impact squad that handles impact issues, a, a larger group that can concentrate on an issue. But the real real, real day-to-day operations is, is handled by the, by the police officers that, that ride the beat, so to speak, that answer the calls for service. We're using intelligence-led policing to do our best to put officers in areas where crime's occurring at. And we are beginning to understand, have a better idea of who our bad guys really are and so we're concentrating on stopping the bad guys, working with the neighborhoods to, you know, we're not writing tickets to people who live there. We're trying to stop crime and violent crime specifically. Great. Um, I've seen a lot of people complaining in neighborhood groups lately about squatters and abandoned houses. What's your procedure, I guess, to, are you able to remove them? Yes. Well, homelessness is, a, is another issue and probably a longer conversation in itself. Um, squatters or individuals who are are homeless or they live on the streets, for instance, are normally individuals who really don't care about the rules and they don't want to live by not the rules of uh, the Constitution or or a state constitution or um, the rules of uh, the the ordinances of the city. They don't want to live by any rules, which is also neighborly rules. And so if they can find a place where they can go and they can squat, for instance, the abandoned house, they're going to go and so we work with the city codes administration to, to board up the houses and post them as, as in, uninhabitable. And so once they're posted as uninhabitable, we have the ability to go in there and arrest them for, for trespassing. Um, we do have the ability to go back and continuously board these houses up. Um, we work with uh, Jackson County with the Combat Commission as well with DART, uh, you know, Drug Abatement Resistance Team, to uh, work on houses that where they have become bins of iniquity, where they use it for... Uh, uh, selling of narcotics or the using of narcotics uh, to work on that. So uh, the other, uh, some of our crime-free multi-housing officers, East Patrol has has one and every division has one. Uh, we work with uh, the landlords as well, just people who are out of town who own property, mm-hmm. getting with them saying, your property is abandoned, there's no one renting from it anymore. Um, it's open for, for theft for individual squatters or homeless individuals to go and strip out all the copper wiring within it, take all the plumbing that's out of it so they could sell it for scrap. And that ruins the house, and then therefore the ruin the house then has to be torn down, which is a problem mm-hmm. because it costs a lot of money. Um, so earlier this week, there was a second fire on Bel Air, and actually I believe the abandoned house next door had burned probably a month before. Right. I wasn't in town, so I don't know the exact date. Right. Um, I guess that was probably squatters, I'm assuming, if the houses were vacant. Right. Um, but how do you prevent things like that, besides just going back and boarding it up time after time? Well, that, well the, the, it's, it's a three-step process. First off, the community has to, to tell us that there's a problem, that people are going to this place. Um, and then the second thing is, of course, the boarding and working with codes. And then the third is to working with who owns the property. Um, to, you know, do we sell that property? Uh, who owns it, sell it to have that rehab and fix for make it habitable, people people back in? Or do we work with you know the land trust to have that property torn down? So it it's a long-term problem. And you know, we've worked on this issues throughout throughout all of Kansas City. Um, partnerships with places like Habitat for Humanity or other organizations that can come in and can can take a, a a piece of property and then put new housing on there with some rules of how you live in that property. Are real important. Great. So. 
Um, I know there's been some traffic calming changes in the Northeast recently, trying to, I guess, cut down on speeding and collisions and things like that. Um, is that common throughout your division, or is it mostly in the Northeast where the streets are maybe a little more narrow? You know, well, the, uh, I started law enforcement, and I went to my very first community meeting, and I was ready, prepared to talk about uh, the murders that happened in the area or the rapes, the robberies, the assaults that occurred in the area. But the, the citizens that were living in the area were more concerned about who was running the stop signs, the individuals who were speeding up and down the street. And, and that was the real violence for them, was the speeders. And so this is nothing new. Um, but we have to know where the areas are at. Um, if we have speeding that's happening along Independence Avenue, what, from what location and what times, we can actually have people there to, to stop that from occurring. Um, Independence Avenue is a is a thoroughfare that goes between from downtown Kansas City all the way through through Independence and outside of Independence. And so individuals coming through that avenue there um, from all the different locations. And if they don't live there, they're not going to care about that place. And so that's what law enforcement can do is to make sure in, individuals understand that, you know, the, the speed limit is posted for a reason. Okay. Um, you mentioned combat. Yes. I heard they're getting some leadership changes pretty soon here. How do you think that will affect the way that you're uh, working with them? Vince Ortega has been, has been named as the director of combat. Now, Vince Ortega is a retired deputy chief from Kansas City. Uh, personally, I, I worked for him a couple times. Um, I have a very, I have an excellent working relationship with uh, Vince Ortega. And I think we actually will be able to, uh, since there's a, a, a permanent leader as a director of combat, I think we have uh, only great things to come from that. Awesome. Um, I believe that's about all the questions I have. Is there anything else you would like to add? I think the most difficult thing is to say, you know, we're talking to the Northeast News, and your subscriber readership might not just be Northeast, but maybe other other people within the city, because it's it's a very good, um, very good newspaper. Um, some of the the articles that you have touch a lot of people who may not live in the Northeast. So. What we're doing in the Northeast, as far as the East Patrol Division, we're matching elsewhere uh, with the community policing, working with these communities. Uh, um, you know, my my officers are very passionate about working here. Um, most of them, this is their choice. They choice to live and to work in an area here. I have some officers that actually live within East Patrol. They actually live within the area that they patrol. Uh, they they feel empowered by that. So, and this is not just happening, like I said, in East Patrol, Center Patrol, and Metro, and you know the whole six, six patrol divisions. We're working with the community to try and make it better. Um, there's a lot of things we don't know, and we rely on the community to tell us. So we had uh, a couple shootings in the southern area of, uh, of East Patrol yesterday, and we had community that came out and, and wanted to help us solve the issue. And whenever we do that, then we can solve the problem. And hopefully we can stop that the, the violence from occurring if we know what the problem is. So how do you um, plan to work on changing the reputation of the East Patrol area? Because, for example, when I came up here for the trick-or-treat, it was 7 to 9 p.m., mm -hmm. and my family was worried about me right. up here. Right. So well the, well, the best way to do that is, well, is to have people understand that Areas are not bad. It's people. Pe bad people in, in an area make the area bad. And so if we can begin to reduce the amount of bad people in the area or have bad people not be bad, for instance, not commit crimes, uh, that changes the persona. Um, yes, Prospect, 27th Prospect, 
uh, notoriously has been known as a as a collection area of violence to occur. And it doesn't occur here anymore. And as you go along a lot of areas along Prospect, violence does not occur there where it has a reputation of occurring at. So it's going to take the word of mouth. It's going to take um, basically a, a couple more years of nonviolence to occur to, for it to change individuals. I know um, when I first came out, this was my district. This is one of the highest violent, where actually where East Patrol sits at, one of the highest violent crime areas in Kansas City. It's not that way anymore. Well, hopefully we can help with that a little bit. I think so. <laughs> I, I think a lot, a lot of things help on that. Um, so. <clears throat> Great. Well, that's it for us. This has been Abby Cambiano and Major Greg Volker. Thanks for listening, and please tune in next week. Thank <laughs> you.